you cannot do everything. It is impossible. Until you really, deep inside your heart, inside your mind, understand and accept that fact, nothing is going to change. Until you fully understand and realize and feel that you just cannot do everything and you have to choose, nothing will change. Hello, friend. I'm your host, Olena Mitrak, and this is the Spark Your Life podcast, a place where we go personal and way beneath the surface to learn how to be happy and successful both at the same time. No more need to compromise or choose one over the other. You can have it all. See this as your perfect coffee break podcast that will inspire you to go ahead and take that first step towards a truly exceptional and extraordinary life. Let's dive in. Hello, friend. Welcome or welcome back to the Sparky Life podcast. If you have kids, you will probably share my excitement that I am child-free for the next two weeks. Woohoo! I dropped Tasha off at grandma's last weekend. Had to fly all the way to LA and back to Houston in one day, but I guess it was worth it. You know what's the funny thing is, and I'm sure you will be able to relate to that as well, is we as parents look forward to those child-free weeks so much because there aren't many of them in a year, let's be honest. But when that happens, we miss our kids badly. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We don't know how to use that sudden freedom that we have. What we ended up doing, me and Kevin, after I dropped Dasha off at the grandma's on, on Saturday, we ended up working for half day on Sunday, which honestly, I think it was very nice because it was so quiet in the house. Nobody was bothering us. So we could get a lot of things done in just three or four hours. We were really able to catch up on many things and set ourselves up for a successful week this week. And then we swam in the pool. We had happy hour in the pool. We watched the movie together, so we definitely enjoyed our time together. But isn't that silly that still you look forward to those child-free moments so much, and when they happen, you don't know what to do with yourself? I will tell you more. A few weeks ago, we were having dinner, and Dasha was interrupting us when we were trying to say something, and I told her, hey, why don't you just stay silent for a few minutes and just let us enjoy our, our dinner? I was joking, of course, and she knew that I was joking. But then she decided to play the game and to actually go silent. At first, I was very happy that it suddenly got so quiet in the kitchen. And I honestly thought that she would only be able to handle it for maybe a minute. Well, guess what? A minute passed, she was still silent. 30 minutes later, she was still saying nothing. And several hours later, I think three hours later, me and Kevin, we were begging her to start talking again. And she was laughing at us. She was laughing out loud because she knew that she was having so much fun. She was typing things on the phone instead of saying them out loud. And yeah, she made us beg her to start talking again. So again, I really wanted her to not say anything. And when she stopped saying anything, what did I want? I want her to start talking again. I guess it's just our human nature to always want things that we don't have, right? Whoever has curly hair wants straight hair. Some of us want to lose weight. Some of us want to gain weight. Those who have siblings wish they were the only child. Those who don't have siblings wish they had many siblings. It's just a never-ending list of things we wish we had, right? Let's just agree that we should start maybe appreciating things that we have more and really noticing them more. But anyway, that's not the point of today's episode. 
In today's episode, I would like to address the following question or statement that I received from one of my followers recently. She said, I'm trying to do everything at once. I see no progress anywhere. And because of that, I give up quickly. I grab something else and this cycle begins. Help me, please. If we think about this, to me, it sounds like a prioritization issue as well as very likely motivation issue. Because first, why do you want to work on everything at once? Why can't you pick just one thing? That's question number one. Then question number two, why do you give up so easily, so quickly? Why do you seek those immediate results as the way to continue pushing forward? We're going to address both of them in this episode. But before I even go further into prioritization and motivation, I want to set the stage and say something very important. If you are the one who is struggling with trying to get everything done at once, then you need to listen very carefully right now. That is, you cannot do everything. It is impossible. Until you really, deep inside your heart, inside your mind, understand and accept that fact, nothing is going to change. Until you fully understand and realize and feel that you just cannot do everything and you have to choose, nothing will change. Unfortunately, I can say this to you a million times and you will likely not feel it in the right way until you actually experience it. That's another problem with us as human beings. For some reason, we always have to fall ourselves. We can't just watch somebody fall, hear them say that it hurts, and then do something that will prevent us from falling. We want to get hurt ourselves, and only after that we get the point. But I really don't want you to get to a point where you'll have to hit your own head and when you will have to wait for the universe to really tell yourself, hey, this is the situation I'm putting you in because you're really not getting it, so I want you to get it. So this is why I'm going to throw everything at you. This is what happened to me not so long ago during that disastrous vacation that I was telling you about on the previous episodes of the podcast. Things just piled on top of each other so much. That was the moment of realization for me that I cannot do everything. That was the moment when I clearly realized that. Until then, I kind of knew that. I heard that before, but it wasn't really sticking in my head. After that, it did. But I don't want you to have to go through the same experience. Please, try to be that smart person. Try to not be me, stupid me. Be smart and hear me out. You really cannot do everything. If that statement doesn't stick in you, if you feel like you still hear it, but it doesn't really resonate with you on a very deep level, then there is one simple exercise that might help you and might actually be that reality check for you. It might be that starting point, that initial kick that will get your thoughts going and that will lead you where you want to be. That exercise is the following. Grab a piece of paper and just list all life areas that you are dedicating your time to in your current life. Try to not forget anything. There should be probably around 10 of them. And it can be friends, family, children, spouse, personal time, hobbies, fitness, work, business, community, social life, whatever that might be for you. Try to think about your typical week, what you spend your time on, what kind of activities, and break them down into those areas. Once you list them all down, then draw a circle and let's create a simple pie chart. Create slices in this circle for each of your areas of life that you have identified and the size of the slice will represent the amount of time that you roughly dedicate. 
You don't have to be precise. You don't have to do any math here. Just do it the way that feels right. It's going to give you a clear picture of how your time is split across all these life areas or life domains. Then look at it and see how many things you are really dealing with. You will be amazed to see that there is actually quite a bit on your plate. You might actually realize that you are spending much more time working than you expected, or that you are not spending enough time with your kids or maybe with yourself than you expected. All things aside, this is just a very good exercise to reflect on your current life and just to, to see where it stands right now and where you want it to be. What you can do also as the next step for this exercise, not for today, but just feel free to do it when you want, is draw a similar picture, but represent the ideal life. How would you love to split your time? For example, you want to work less and travel more. Draw it. Draw it in this way and see where the discrepancies are. And then you might start thinking about, okay, how do you get from point A to point B? Of course, it's not going to be a very quick process. You have to be prepared for that. But if you take it one step at a time, then you can get there. So you look at all these slices and hopefully it will give you a better understanding of how many things you're already dealing in your life with. Do you really want to take on more? I doubt it. If anything, you want to remove something from your plate. Whenever you feel like taking on more work, more tasks, more opportunities, just grab any new initiative, grab another book after those 10 books that you started reading and finished none of them. Look at that pie chart and remind yourself that your capacity is not unlimited. That's this circle. And it's not going to go beyond that. So whenever you try to spend more time somewhere, it has to come from somewhere else. Being aware of those sacrifices, being aware that adding somewhere means removing somewhere might be that reality check that is going to be enough for you. To summarize, first things first, before we even get into any prioritization, we have to accept the fact that we cannot do everything. So as a result, you have to prioritize, right? It comes naturally. As soon as you know that your resources are limited, your capacity is limited, then it becomes much more valuable and it's up to you to decide how exactly you're going to spend those resources and that capacity. Now onto prioritization. This pie chart that you drew, it's actually going to help us with this next step. For this exercise, think about all these areas of life that you have right now in front of you and rate each one of them on a scale from 1 to 10 how satisfied you are with this area of life right now. 1 being completely dissatisfied, it's a disaster, and 10 being absolutely satisfied. Again, no signs here, just put the number the way that feels right to you. And then look at those numbers that you wrote down. Here's a caveat. Don't immediately rush to grab the area of life where you put one or two or that has the lowest score. You might be least satisfied with this area, but maybe it's not something you can really deal with right now for whatever reason. What I want you to think about instead is pick one area that you know you can improve by just one. I don't want you to go from two to ten. I want you to go from five to six. Pick that one area that you know that in the next month you can take it one score higher. What is this area? When you're thinking about it, take into account your life situation right now, the season of life you're in, your life reality, how much time you have. Let's say if you are already working too much, 
maybe working on a promotion or on a training or some certification might not be the right thing to do right now for you because you're already stretched too thin unless there is something you can remove from, from your plate in some other areas. Think about it this way. What is the easiest thing to tackle? What is the lowest hanging fruit? What is the thing that you can really attack this month and improve by one? Work on that. Focus on that. And whenever some new thing comes your way, ask yourself, is it going to help me achieve that goal of elevating this one area of life by one? If yes, take it on. If no, push back on it. You shouldn't have fear of missing out in this case because you intentionally made a decision to focus on this specific area. So stick to that decision. If you're having trouble sticking to that decision, then you're likely having some problems with motivation. So this is what we're going to talk about next. Here's the first important statement. Not all types of motivation are created equal. Sometimes we are motivated to do something for the right reasons and sometimes for the wrong reasons. Unfortunately, sometimes the wrong reasons can be strongest. You might be very motivated to do something, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good motivation. Let me explain. I like to look at motivation from two dimensions. One is whether it comes from some external force, like fear, seeking approval, you're afraid that your friends will stop liking you, that your spouse will divorce you, or whatever that might be. Or maybe you just want to be fitter or lose weight because somebody told you that you are overweight. So that's external force. You don't really want that, but somebody or something is pressuring you to do it. Versus internal desire. Internal means that you truly believe that when you work on this goal, when you achieve this goal, it, it's going to help your own well-being. It's going to make your life better. It's going to help you feel happier, more fulfilled, more satisfied, more confident, you name it. One dimension, external versus internal. Another dimension is whether you work for the outcome, purely for the outcome, or you actually work for the process. For example, you want to learn a foreign language. Maybe you want to learn the foreign language because you know that your family is moving to this country in six months. You really don't like this country. You've never been there, but you are forced to make this move. So you have no choice, right? You have to take this exam in six months to be able to get visa, for example. In this case, it's likely purely the outcome. Another scenario is you are learning this language because you love this language. You love this country. You love the culture of this country. And you want to be able to travel there and to live there and feel like local. You want to be able to really experience it in an authentic way. And because of that, you know that you want to be fluent in this language. You really love the way it sounds. So for you, it's a true pleasure to even be attending the lessons. See the difference? Here, you are truly enjoying the process. Now, let me ask you this. With which types of motivation do you think you have a higher chance of succeeding? That's right. You have a higher chance of succeeding if you not only value the outcome, but you actually enjoy the process. When you internally believe that achieving this goal, working on this goal, is going to help your well-being. On the other hand, you want to completely avoid the goals that are driven by some external force and where you only do it for the outcome. Those are not the right goals for you. Let me say that again. If you are working on some goal purely because of some external force, because somebody or something is forcing you to do it, and you are only doing this for the outcome, this is not the right goal for you. 
just throw away the goal right away, right now. You don't need it. Focus on those where you are working on them because of your internal values, your internal beliefs, and because you are enjoying and loving the process. These are the best ones. The second best ones are the ones where you might be doing this for the outcome, but you really value that outcome. For example, you have some health issues and you know that losing a few pounds will help you address that health issue. And you really want to do this because you want to live a long, healthy life. You don't want to die at the age of 40. So you might not necessarily love working out, but you really, truly value the outcome. So this is the right goal too. By the way, in this case, what you can do to make it even more enjoyable and to increase your level of motivation even more, you can find a way to fall in love with that activity so that you don't only focus on the outcome anymore, but you actually look forward to the process. And if it comes, I know it's just one example, but if it comes to your fitness routine in particular, I have a whole other episode that I recorded a few weeks ago where I talk exactly about that, how to find those other non-fitness related factors that will help you stick to your routine, how to make the process more enjoyable. So go listen to that episode too. You might find it useful. So to summarize, when it comes to motivation, you need to think about it in two ways. One, whether the motivation is external or internal, and you always want to focus on internal motivation, something that you know will make your life a better life. And you want to find a way, ideally, to be enjoying the process instead of purely focusing on the outcome of the goal. If you do these two things, you will probably have very little problems with motivation. I can guarantee you that. And combined with what we discussed before, when you prioritize when you truly know why you picked that one thing, you're going to become unstoppable. Nothing is going to stop you. And most importantly, you will have absolutely no fear that you are missing out on something else. Because again, you made that conscious, intentional decision to pursue this specific goal for this specific reason. And you know why this reason is valuable. You know why you're doing this. You are loving the process. So who cares about all other things that might be popping up? And I'm going to tell you something in just a second. But before I do that, what I just described when it comes to motivation, I call it the motivation quadrant. This is one of the six principles of life design, which I'm going to be teaching in more detail during my upcoming live bootcamp. So if you haven't signed up for this bootcamp yet, please do. It's completely free. It's live experience. Seats are limited. So if you want to grab your seat, go get it now. So as I said, that motivation is one principle. And then there is another principle. Again, there are six in total. And I'm going to cover all six during the bootcamp. But there is one principle out of those six that when you master this one, it will allow you to 10x your whole life in all areas. It will explain to you, it will make it absolutely clear why actually focusing on one thing at a time is 10 times more efficient than focusing on 10 things at a time. It, it is applicable to all areas of your life. So you will actually be able to achieve 10 times more in life, career, business, relationships, anywhere, without having to work more, without having to do more. You might actually end up doing less, but seeing 10 times more results in all areas of your life. This is something amazing. This is something that I have lived through and my last few years of my life is a true example of this principle working. I really cannot wait to share it with you and to help you master it. So again, if you haven't signed up for the bootcamp yet, please go ahead and do it while we still have some seats available. 
the link to sign up with all the details is in the show notes. So go ahead, grab your seat now, and I'm going to see you inside the bootcamp. All right, deal? I hope you learned something new today. Let me know what your thoughts are, what your insights are. I would love to hear more about how you're applying these tips in your life. And I'm going to see you in the next episode next week. Bye-bye.